0: you can start using or taking the gratitude practices that you already have and take them to another level and your gratitude muscles will improve. And when you do that, you're act, we're actually rewiring our brains and making our brains more conditioned to being able to notice the good that exists around us. And when we do that, we increase our trait gratitude. So and when we do that, our state gratitude, it, 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 it will tend to, you know, vacillate around a higher level of happiness when we experience things. And that enables you and I to spend more time thriving and less time feeling like we're surviving.
1: Today with us, we have a special guest. He walked away from a career as an electrical engineer after having what you'd call an aha moment. And he now works with a happiness company called Gratitude at Work and has spoken throughout Canada and the US sharing his simple gratitude at work philosophy. He just published his book, his first book, Surviving to Thriving, the the 10 Laws of Grateful Leadership, to help realize his dream of 1 billion happier people. That's amazing, isn't it? When he's not researching or teaching the benefits of living a grateful life, he can be found golfing or running, or trying to outwit his two grown children, Nick and Steph, who think his whole gratitude thing is a midlife crisis. (laughs) Helping us today to spend more time thriving and less time surviving, I am pleased to introduce you to story, Storyteller, Leadership Mentor, and Recovering Engineer, Steve Foran. Welcome Steve.
0: George, and thank you. Uh, thanks, thanks very much for having me with you, and thanks for the work that you're doing in spreading the, the message of gratitude through your podcast and your work.
1: My pleasure, my pleasure. Thank you so much for uh, sending the books in advance and uh, for giving me enough time to to read it and uh, to actually understand better what's what's going on um, with the book and what what you're trying to do with it and um, for your inspiration about leadership and uh, I think we could we we could go into that at first. Um, Because the book is somehow about leadership, but there might be listeners of ours that think that this might not be be for them. And you have a a different perspective on this. And I would love for us to to start with that.
0: Yeah. Okay. great. You You know, I believe everyone is a leader, Georgian. You know and um you know I, I think in the book i might have said a few times i don't care if you're the ceo of coca-cola or you're a teenager babysitting kids down the street you are a leader um and to me you know if you were to ask people what is leadership um you ask 50 people you would probably get 50 different answers but If i was to try to get it down to one word i would reduce it to influence right and how we influence both ourselves and others and um and our mindset that this is this is how where the connection to gratitude is our mindset your mindset the mindset of your your listener the person who's listening to you um your mindset it really has a you know it it has a a, a, um, a disproportional influence of how you show up in the world and when we talk about mindset mindset is really the the beliefs uh and the attitudes that we hold that that influence how we make sense of the world around us right and and mm-hmm. gratitude is the uh, it's the character strength it's the character skill it's the it's it's the uh, uh, strength that has the greatest influence on having a thriving mindset right
1: mm-hmm. but how does gratitude influence leadership H- how how does
0: it well you know when we're in a a, a grateful frame of mind um we you know that there's there is positive negative and neutral in the world around us at all times right um, yeah. and our brains our are very hyper focused very very sensitive and attuned and we pay attention to all the negative right we are just so focused on negative and and that is you know has come from, how humans has evolved as a species that we're you know in order to survive we needed to be whether it was in the jungle or the forest or the woods or the desert or wherever it was we existed if there was danger around we needed to be our brains were 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 trained to to be very sensitive to it so that we we didn't die so that we continued to exist as a species and that hasn't changed, <laughs> but we have evolved a lot as a species where at every minute, you know, death isn't around the corner, uh, but our brains are still wired that way. And and when our brains are in that survival mode, right, when we're stuck in that survival mode, we we effectively shut down the ev- uh, the executive function in our brain um, and you know, not completely, but essentially. You you know, this is our ability to think critically, to think about different alternatives, to to make better decisions. Um, It it shuts that down and we move into fight or flight. And we don't make the best decisions when we're in that survival mode. And some of the the, the work that um, social science has found right now is that of the, the positive character strengths, you know, there was one study that looked at well, there's 24 positive character strengths under Martin Seligman's PERMA model of human flourishing. And um, a, a former PhD student of his, uh, Scott Kaufman, looked at, okay, you know, I kind of say he mused, I can't work on 24 positive character strengths. What's the one? If I could only work on one, what is the best predictor of, of a thriving life, right? And, and having a thriving mindset to do that. And George, and no surprise to you, it's, it's gratitude, right? And so yeah. gratitude is the thing that enables you and I and um, you, you, you who are listening to be able to, in the midst of all the chaos, in the midst of, of even in the midst of tragedy or negative, the daily negative events is, you know, um, the car breaks down on the way to work or you're late or someone is, someone is late for an important meeting or a deadline uh, or someone is sick in the family. Or there's a financial challenge with someone. These things are not going to disappear because because you're grateful or build a grateful frame of mind. But when these things happen, it reframes gratitude, a grateful frame of mind. It reframes how you and I are able to make sense of it, and we're able to make better decisions, and therefore we're able to be better leaders. We're better. We're, we're better able to influence those around us in those situations, and. Is it, I, I would argue that it's in those times of crisis, like when everything, nothing seems to be going right, that we're able to have that that sense of um, we know where we're going and that there's hope and that there's a, a better place as we as we move through the challenge that we have. And and gratitude is the, that's, that's the tool to, to really help us do that.
1: Definitely. I was actually thinking about, um how how I see a powerful leader um and i was thinking about these kinds of um uh, problems that we have as a society as i don't know in different uh, leadership situations um and when i think about a, a powerful leader i think about someone who's able uh who who has the resourcefulness necessary to to give people another vision, another possibility, something that they can hope for and they can fight for or not fight and it's not Mm -hmm. uh, my favorite word but to uh, look forward to and to work towards and um, that's quite interesting and I think that actually there is something that goes on inside that leader, maybe naturally, or maybe something that that particular leader was able to, uh, develop, uh, in time. What's your take on this?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, very much so like, um, a year ago, almost a year ago to the day we were, it, it was a, a week out from a year ago today, our son who, uh, just turned 28 was having his right hip replaced like, and he's 28 years old getting a hip replacement done and he's in good health at all these things. And as a father, um, you know, your mind can quickly start going into places like what if something really bad happens during, when, during the operation, what if it doesn't turn out? What like, and then quickly to the extreme, what if he doesn't, what if, what if he doesn't wake up from, you know, going under uh, anesthetic, and you know, and so very quickly, her mind can go to these places. And so, I caught myself in this, and it's like, whoa, whoa, hold that now, Steve. Where's the, where's the good here? And you know, I'm not grateful that Nick had to have a hip replacement when he was 28, but in the midst of that, that challenge, it was like. I know there's another vision, another future out there for it. Where's the good here? And I start looking around and it's like, I made a list. I wrote it down. You know, he's got like one of the best surgeons in the country. Uh, the technology with hips are getting better and better all the time. He's, he's probably going to need another one, but maybe only one more in his lifetime. Um he's in really good health he's got a positive attitude so that's really going to help him in terms of him coping with it and deal with it he's got a wife who's very supportive um, we've got health care it's, it's not going to cost him anything it's he's been able to get it scheduled quickly at a time convenient for him between the end of his school and when he's got a uh, his his work starts and i just start going and it just starts it changes how i look at that situation And how I'm able to deal with it, and not just myself, but the others around me. His sister, his mother, his grandparents, and all the people were able to take the focus off what, you know, isn't an ideal situation. uh, But be able to reframe it to see that there is good here in
1: amongst all this. Beautiful. And the amazing thing about this is that... You being a leader, like uh, the leader of your pack, of your family, um, they will see this and they will model this. And when situations that are similar to this will happen, they will react the same way. They will see that there is this possibility, at least, to react a different way and to to do things differently and i think this is this is amazing about leadership empowering others to to, to do the same
0: yeah it, it it really does and i i like in leadership if you if you the the visual or the analogy is the you know a thermostat on the wall you know that sets the temperature in the room and typically there's also a thermometer on it that responds to whatever, it it reads the temperature and Um, as if, as you think of yourself, you know, are you the thermostat, are you the one that sets the temperature or are you a thermometer? Do you just respond to the temperature? Like whatever the, the, uh, the atmosphere or the environment in the room is, if people are negative, uh, the thermometer, they're going to jump in and be a thermometer. They're just going to go along with whatever it is, the thermostat, that's the leader they're going to change that. And, and, you know, today, one of my gratitudes was um, the healthy example, our daughter sets through her exercise and nutrition. And she is just so she's to me, she's a leader because she's influencing me and how I think of how I exercise and how I eat and my nutrition, and and so this idea of leadership—it, I really believe it. Everyone is a leader because we're influencing people what, by how we act, um, and gratitude has just a powerful way to to cause us to act in a way that um, that influences people in a very positive way.
1: That's so true, and I love this perspective about each of us being a leader and influencing others and and it's so true because when you think about the the five people that you surround yourself with uh most mm-hmm. you you are so so influenced by them one one way or another and um uh, they they don't even know and you are in the same situation with other people as well like you are influencing them and you have no idea idea that you are and that's that's so interesting that that we are doing these kinds of things and we have no idea. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So basically, we are we are leaders in in different situations, uh, without this actually uh, being aware of it.
0: Yeah, with with Odin being aware of it, and that that's the thing. And and uh, I I remember it's when our kids were small. That's when I realized you're a leader all the time. You are influencing people by your behaviors. Because hey. Make sure you bring your plates off the table and then one day I said well dad you you never take your plate off the table you never clear your dishes from the table <laughs> it's like oh my goodness
1: <laughs> exactly exactly and this this thing is is powerful like when we realize that we are influencing others and especially the ones we love uh, this puts us in a position of of power and of choice. And uh, we realize that it's not just about ourselves. And I think if if I am feeling my audience correct, correctly, um, I'm guessing that there are many of our listeners that wouldn't do things for themselves, but they would do them for others. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, for instance, starting... Uh, a gratitude practice if you if you're not motivated to do it for yourself uh, you can find a very powerful motivation in doing this for yourself so that the people around you the people that you love will benefit what's your take on this
0: yeah it's very interesting if you don't do it for yourself do it do it for those around you um yeah no no question and um you know just Yeah, it 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 will have an it it has an influence on it, and the research out there, it demonstrates that because gratitude has this uh, ability to affect those around us. Because when you you feel it inside, there's this internal feeling, um, but then the flip side of it, um, you know, once when I'm grateful, when you are grateful, you have this internal need to say express. Thank, express it. I say, I just call it, say thank you. And it could be smiling. It could be shaking someone's hand, giving them a hug. It could be taking them out to dinner. It could be spending time with them. It could be saying, thank you very much. Uh, and that makes other people feel valued. It makes other people know that you notice them and it gets them aware. It, it, it helps them be other focused. And um, it, it, it definitely, it definitely helps others. Definitely
1: that That's a wonderful perspective and a powerful one. The fact that when when it's about expressing gratitude, it can be a smile. It can be uh, shaking a person's hand. It can be something really simple. It doesn't have to be all the time saying thank you and And I think this is this is important to to know. for instance i'm I'm an introvert. Uh, at times I feel I feel very um at ease with uh saying thank you and being more outward outwardly oriented but at times I I don't know I just put uh, an emoji or I don't know all kinds of other ways of expressing uh thankfulness that aren't particular to uh saying those th- those particular words and I think I think this is this is a very useful tip for for our listeners to to know that you can express gratitude in other ways. And um, I always talk about the fact that we've been taught to say thank you, but uh, we weren't all taught to actually feel it and to actually uh, express it like we mean it. We mm. say thank you because it's polite, but we don't always actually feel grateful for, for that particular uh, thing that we are thanking for.
0: Yeah, that, that's a re- really good point because the, the other piece of that expression of, uh, thank you is, um, just being genuine with it. That, that is so, so important, as you said, you know, um, being genuine. Cause if it's, if it's, if if I say thank you to you. To uh, to 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 a coworker, to to my wife, to a friend, and I'm not genuine. They're gonna know, right? They're gonna they're people just know if you're doing something um, that's either rote or or to get something back. You know what I mean? If you're doing if yeah. you if, if you if you do something to get something in return people are going to know it and it, uh, it isn't going to come through as genuine and they're not going to feel this gratitude. And, uh, and if, if, and I'm, if I'm expecting something in return, then I'm not doing it out of gratitude. I'm I'm doing it out of exchange. It could be a nice thing to do, but it's not being done from gratitude. And as soon as I get disappointed because someone might not say, thank you back to me for something. I've, I, what I, I try to, I need to be able to let go of that. It's like, Steve, do you, were you expecting something in return for whatever it is you did or because if you were, you you didn't do that out of gratitude. You did it out of something else where you were expecting something and then we turn it into a transaction. Uh, when we do it out of gratitude, to me, it really raises it to a higher level. It transforms whatever we do, however we show up in life from some something transactional to something Transformational
1: wow that that's that's beautiful from something transactional to something hmm, beautiful beautiful thank yeah thank you and uh, i I wanted to add something to uh, to saying just the words because if we if we overuse some words and we don't have any feeling behind them mm-hmm. it actually uh disempowers the the words like they they lack the meaning and um uh, they can go stale they can go like you you would you would get to uh, not feel the gratitude when other people are are saying thank you to you as well and um, I think that's that's a uh, danger. That's a uh, uh, that's something that we should uh, be aware of and try to uh, to do something about because it will just rob us of of uh, many opportunities uh, for gratitude. But I wanted to also get back to um, to what you said about how our brain works, and I was actually thinking about this. Uh, a few days ago about the fact that it's actually not too long ago that we've been in the wilderness. Like right mm-hmm. now, most of us, we are living in cities and uh, there there are no threats, like real threats, animals or uh, surviving winter or, I don't know, things of this nature. But it was just... One hundred to hundred years ago, that we were in, in those situations. So, it's actually not that far uh, behind us. This this uh, uh, this kind of environment in which we we lived, and uh, these um, ways of surviving the world are had had their purpose, and they, they are important. Uh, the only the only thing is that we can choose to go from surviving to thriving, right? And um, I know that you have a hierarchy on this, and I would love uh, for you to to let us know more about uh, the steps from surviving to thriving
0: sure. and 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 you're right, there there is still, you know there there are times in in one's life where you make it in a find yourself in a situation where it is survival uh, because of the situation you find yourself in. And there's people who live in our world today who would experience it on a more regular basis. But um, in human history, you know, all the, the social measures of what would constitute surviving um, it's at its lowest levels in human history in terms of the, the, these social factors, in terms of people that have, you know, died by violent deaths and uh, people who don't have access to clean water and, and those types of things, that it's, we're, as humanity, we're making very good progress. And, um, and, and even thousands of years ago, when we spent more time in the wilderness and this ancient part of our brain had this influence at the same time, our brain was building and growing and developing, um, the, the, I'll, I'll say the gratitude muscles, because, <laughs> because humans socialized. They they, they, they you know, they, they were, you know, they, they congregated in packs and they worked in groups and communities. And um, I remember that uh, reading something of a, uh, an anthropologist, and, and someone asked them, how do you know you've found um, an early civilization of communities? And I'm thinking they're going to say, oh, uh, clay pots or dishes and things like that. And uh, she said, no, 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 that's that's not it. Um, we look for someone who has a healed femur, the, the bone in your leg, because... Ten thousand years ago, if you had a broken leg, if you didn't have a community of people to support you, you're gone, right? Wow! And so, so mm. this sense of community, and and that is built into our brain too. So, at the, as the uh, as we've evolved as a species, this gratitude it is a natural part of our human uh, existence and our connection with each other. Um, the, the survival piece, that amygdala, that ancient part of our brain, it can just have an undue influence on us though and override it. Uh, and when it does, we don't always make the best decisions. Um, you know, regarding the, uh, hierarchy of, um, of of leadership as, as I describe it from surviving to thriving, and, and I'll just use a, a one word to, uh, to kind of categorize each. But at the, at the bottom of the hierarchy is surviving. And this is where life is, it just feels like drudgery all the time, and in all areas of life. Uh, the next level is striving, which is, it's just hard work. It just, everything feels hard. And then we, if we can break through that, we get to a place, a hierarchy that I call arriving. And that's it's a good place. Uh, sometimes it might feel we slip back into striving or surviving. And at the, at the top of the hierarchy is thriving. And this is where life is a playground. Like you feel like you're I don't know, back in six or seven years old playing, you know, whether it's in the schoolyard or out after and just every life is a playground. And, and that, that, that exists for all of us and just to be able to choose to get there. And, and and what I see is just so many people stuck in this unending uh, cycle of survival and never feeling that they have enough to be able to thrive. And, um, And there is this, uh, you know, I talk about it in the book, this invisible barrier. And uh, this barrier is just, if you can hold on to a belief that I have much to be grateful for and I'm worthy. And you know, so for your listeners is, I believe even though we have never met, that you have much to be grateful for and you are worthy. And if you can hold that belief it opens the possibility when you ask the question, what am I grateful for that you can begin to start seeing these things. And and just one last clarification. When I say, I believe that, you know, you are worthy and that you have much to be grateful for. I'm, I, I, I'm not saying you should be grateful for this, this, and this, and this. I just have this intrinsic belief that, You have much to be grateful for and encourage you to hold that, even though it might be hard to believe. Because sometimes you might think, really, me? I don't know if that applies to me. I challenge you to hold on to that belief. Just believe that you have a lot to be grateful for and then go looking for it.
1: Beautiful what what I was uh thinking about is the uh, the cover of your book uh mm-hmm. and I think that's such a powerful and beautiful visual representation of uh what you just described uh, Can you share with our audience um what it is and uh how you thought about it because i I think it's it's just brilliant
0: <laughs> thank, thank you thank you very much. Um, it, it uh, it, it's a very simple cover, white, and, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll send you a photo of it. And I'm not sure if you can include it with your, uh, with, with your podcast, uh, Georgian, but, uh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I'll, I'll do that after, but, uh, very simple white cover words in the middle, like surviving to thriving, but at the bottom, uh, coming up from the bottom of the page is a, a green balloon filled with helium with a nice green, um, string on it that that, that attaches so it, it is coming up and at the top is um a black heavy ball on a black chain hanging down that weights us down and then feeling like if it's you had this you know ball and chain around your ankle that you you were trapped by it and where the balloon is this uplifting uh um, possibilities and 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 joy and happiness and and really letting us uh, thrive.
1: I I think this is such a great image for our feelings and for whenever we feel down, (laughs) it's, it's actually really funny that it, it matches so well. Uh, we feel like there is a weight on our heart, on our soul, on our, um, on us basically and we feel heavy, we feel like there aren't many possibilities for us and uh, we feel burdened and when we we see the, the possibility of us letting go of those feelings that are really weighing us down, it's like seeing that they are somehow um they are not us. They are just things that we can uh, choose to hold or to let go. And uh, when we think about the balloon and the fact that we can fly, we can uh, feel uplifted by our feelings, by just choosing them, that's, that's for me, it's a really beautiful way of... Uh, Putting like like uh, like a, a painting that um, can tell you one one thousand words like that's mm-hmm. worth one to, one thousand words and I think it's it's so similar.
0: Yeah, yeah. Th- th- thank thank you for sharing that because it's um, that that frame of grateful frame of mind. It it doesn't make the challenges disappear. Right. I mean, it's like the surviving mindset is that. You know, when life is drudgery, we feel crushed by the challenges and the, all the things that can happen in life, and they weigh us down. Um, when we have a thriving mindset, when we spend more time thriving, we still have challenges. Uh, we don't let them define us right that's the the big challenge they don't define our life we don't see them as permanent we can we're, we're able to make sense of them in different ways so that we're better able to deal with them and and when we can do that we can actually move through them through them quicker and and sometimes some of the challenges they can take time to do that and and we need to be able to give ourselves permission to do that as well too cuz You know, this spectrum I have, I usually would say, you know, here's this, here's the hierarchy, you know, where do you spend most of your time? Because there might be parts of your life where you feel like you're thriving and other parts where it feels like, oh, I just feel like I'm surviving here. And, you know, and, and the idea is how can we spend more time thriving in all areas of our lives and just encourage you to hold on to that belief that you are worthy and you have much to be grateful for.
1: I love it. It's it's such a such an important belief to have and to to start with. And uh, since we got to this point, I wanted to ask you about our defaults when it comes to gratitude. I know that we have there. There's actually a scientific uh, term, and I found out from from your book that's called trait gratitude mm-hmm. and state gratitude. Can you talk a little bit uh, about these two?
0: yeah sure you know the the, uh i'll I'll talk about state gratitude um first and that is at any instant in time your emotional state and so it can go up and down it varies as good things bad things and and all this good thing bad thing it's, it's how we subjectively interpret it and make sense of it um our feeling of gratitude goes up and down based on that and that can change and vary based on how things are. Um, and and um, the real kind of important one, though, is this dispositional gratitude or trait gratitude. And this is a characteristic that we have within us. And it's our our inclination to be grateful in any certain circumstance. And if you think on, his, say, a scale of 0 to 10, we all have a natural disposition to be grateful. You know, more optimistic people would have a higher natural disposition to be grateful, maybe a seven or an eight. Um, Someone who might be less optimistic or pessimistic, uh, they might have a lower disposition to being grateful, like a three or a four. And some of the research out there, you know, we know that women tend to have a a higher disposition to being grateful. Older people tend to have a higher disposition to being grateful. And um and, and so the the real neat thing here is is this disp the higher the disposition to being grateful, the um the, the the state gratitude it when it varies, it varies around a higher level. So your lows aren't as low, your highs well they they would be higher but you, uh, you go up and down, your state gratitude would, would vacillate around a, a higher um, level of happiness or thriving. And it's not this hedonistic happiness, it's a, and more of a, a ever-present just joy and happiness and contentment. Um, now, the, 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 the good thing is, is that trait gratitude, we can change it. You can start using or taking the gratitude practices that you already have and take them to another level, and your gratitude muscles will improve. And when you do that, you're act. We're actually rewiring our brains and making our brains more conditioned to being able to notice the good that exists around us. And when we do that, we increase our trait gratitude. So when when we do that, our state gratitude it 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 will tend to, you know, vacillate around a higher level of happiness when we experience things. And that enables you and I to spend more time thriving and less time feeling like we're
1: surviving. That's amazing. That's amazing. We are capable of changing our trait gratitude. Yeah. So this absolutely. is very very important for for our listeners to hear and to to be aware of and to to choose to to do things that can lead to that. And I'm happy that um, this podcast is is uh, I think a really good resource for that. Um, but I wanted to ask you also from your book. Uh, from the Ten Laws of Grateful Leadership, what is your favorite law? The first one. <laughs> tell, tell us a little bit more about it.
0: Well, the, the first one, it has to do with my aha moment. Um, and the first law of grateful leadership is um, no one is self-made. And I grew up the oldest of five, had a, you know, responsibility was a big, an important value to me. If you're gonna make something happen in your life, you do it. Like, you can't blame other people for your failures. Uh, And if other people are unsuccessful, they can't look around and blame society for it or anyone else. And so, you know, if I saw someone on the street, panhandling, looking for money, I'd be like, you get a job, get your own money. I worked hard for this. I had, you know, I had to iron this myself. This is my money. That was my mindset. Always positive and nice, but very judgmental. And then I had the realization that it was if my life was handed to me on a silver platter. And, And, you know, yes, you still have to work. But if you look, as I looked at any success that I had, no matter where it was, the fingerprints of so many people were all over it, whether it was my parents through my upbringing, my wife, my teachers, uh, you know, work colleagues, supervisors, uh, clients, just, it was like, oh my goodness. And when I, so seeing my life, it felt like it was handed to me on a silver platter. I saw it as a gift. And when I saw my life as a gift, and I, I mean every aspect of it, it just brought this overwhelming sense of gratitude to me. So if, and, and so that's why I say this is the, my favorite, the most important one, because if I can't see my life as a gift, now I'm going to frame it the other way. If I can see my life as a gift, and if you can see your life as a gift, the whole shoot and match, the good, the bad, the ugly, if you can see the whole thing as a gift, gratitude is going to come easier to you. If you can't see your whole life as a gift, that's okay. I said, start with a where. What can you see as where? What part of your life do you see as a gift? Start there and build. Um, and because if someone has a hard time with that, the rest of it is going to be really difficult.
1: That that's a, such a great idea to start small. To start with a part of your life, even if you feel that life isn't uh, a gift yet. To mm-hmm. Start but just with that part of your life that you feel blessed with and uh, build from that. it's it's very beautiful and powerful, and um, yeah, it's more natural than to to try to uh, I don't know, to feel grateful for life and you, when you actually feel the the exact opposite about life, and uh, it makes it much more. Feasible, and I think that's that's an important part so gratitude seeker think about it what part of your life are you grateful for what was that part of your life that makes you think that life is a gift and just think about that and while you do that um, Steve, we are nearing the uh, uh, the end of our time together and I wanted to ask you where can our audience find your book where can they get it and uh, where they can they get in contact with you
0: yeah th- that's uh, th- th- thanks for that offer uh, and uh, to, to the listeners I would encourage you to um, uh, take Georgian up on his question his challenge that he asked you about what part of your life uh, do that uh, and and just keep expanding that and growing on it and, uh, and, and, and working with it. Um, the, the book 10 laws, uh, or surviving to thriving, the 10 laws of grateful leadership is available on Amazon. That's the easiest way to, uh, to get it. And if you want to get in contact with me, uh, the best way is through my website at gratitude Beautiful.
1: So, I really recommend this book. Uh, I have two copies. Uh, i I read it uh, my my girlfriend also, and she's really excited about it, and she loved it. so uh, i I really recommend it, and it really empowers you and makes you think about uh, how you are influencing other people, how you are actually a leader, if, even if you don't realize it, and uh, how much gratitude can actually help you be a better leader and a better human being, which I think is, at least for me, it's uh, it's a goal in life.
0: Yeah, bang on, bang on. Really appreciate you having me on the show, uh, Georgian. Very good questions, and
1: uh, thanks. My pleasure.